You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. Um, If this is your first time listening, I am your host, Isaac Watson. And as I always do, I want to thank you all for taking your time out of your day. Uh, Many of you all who listen to various podcasts, I know that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And uh, you listen to Church Talk with Isaac. So I'm so grateful for that. And I'm just glad that I'm able to help people. I'm glad that people are tuning in. And here at Church Talk with Isaac on this particular platform, um, I'm, I'm grateful to also say that this is just not a platform that's opened up to America. It's just not a platform that people in the United States listen to or podcasts that people in the United States listen to. But literally, we have listeners from all over the world, literally all over the world, from the U.S., um, most states in the U.S., Uh, tune in or have tuned in to Church Talk with Isaac. I just want to thank you. I want to thank my listeners from Canada. I know I have listeners who listen in from Ontario, from from Quebec, from other parts of Canada, Uh, listeners from South Africa, Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, Uh, listeners from the UK, from London, from Paris, from Nigeria, from Spain, from literally from Peru, from Russia, Uh, From Zimbabwe, Jamaica, Honduras, Sweden, New Zealand, Mexico, Dominican Republic, uh, Barbados, and and many other um, places around the world. Thank you for listening in, and I really do appreciate you. Um, This is what I want you to do. I want you to send me in some, uh, some topics from wherever you are. Send me in some topics. If you've listened to Church Talk with Isaac for any amount of time, Um, You know, I love to hear your thoughts, your ideas. Uh, I would love to cover topics that you would like to hear about, maybe things that you may have heard by hearsay but have not gained uh, understanding or clarity on, have not heard taught or discussed um, thoroughly uh, or to any degree. I would I would love to cover those topics. So uh, email me, send me go to my website, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com. Send me a message. And let me know you've been listening in and uh, that you have a topic or some topics that you would like me to cover. And I'll do my best to try to cover them. So I do appreciate that and I appreciate you. Um, also, what I'd like you to do in this moment is stop doing whatever you're doing if you can. Of course, if you're driving or something like that and, and if you're not able to do it, be safe. But if you can, stop doing whatever you're doing. And I'd like you to rate Church Talk with Isaac, especially if you are a listener from Apple Podcasts. It allows you to rate it from one star to five stars, five stars being the best. Um, I would like you to rate it. And of course, I always look for five stars, of course. Um, And what your rating does is it makes this platform more visible to other podcast listeners who are looking for platforms such as this um, to be able to grow from, listen to, add to their library. Uh, uh, So go ahead and do that. Also, share this with people, literally send it to them, whether it's through text message or social media, email, whatever it may be, and let them um, uh, make them aware of this platform. And lastly, if you could um, go ahead and uh, leave a review, leave a review, uh, particularly for my Apple listeners, leave a review, share a couple words, some sentences, uh, your thoughts about how Church Talk with Isaac has impacted you, how this platform have helped you, 
um, what you get from it and also what other people should should expect from this platform. And if and and, uh, you know, I would really appreciate it uh, if you did those things again, it helps the visibility of this platform uh, and the extension of this particular channel. So thank you for that. I want to go ahead and jump into today's topic. I think that today um, I'm probably going to uh, I'm going to discuss I'm going to share but I'm also going to teach just a little bit and I'm not going to take up much of your time. But I want to talk about um, the uh, the truth and the power of fasting. I want to talk about fasting this morning. Um, and what brought this to mind is we are approaching uh, Easter Sunday or what some Christians refer to as Resurrection Sunday. And this particular during this time, uh, 40 days leading unto Easter, um, a lot of people, they do what's called Lent fasting or fasting for Lent. And um, what this is, is 40 days of fasting, which signifies the 40 days that Jesus uh, was being tempted uh, in the wilderness in fasting, prayer and uh, and uh, enduring temptation. And uh, many denominations from the Catholic Church to to many other denominations uh, within the the the, uh, the Christian faith, they they have adopted this fasting into their liturgy. Um, so it's something that many people do all around the world. And I want to talk about it because one of the things that I've seen and experienced regarding particularly people who fast for Lent is I've seen people use treated almost like a fad where whether they are spiritual or not, they do this and they see it as, I guess, their service or religious duty or responsibility to God. And uh, they do it without understanding the true purpose, which means that they do it. They go through the 40 days, but then nothing about their life actually changes. And they go back to their schedule as normal, um, whatever things that they've done, whether God is included in it or not. So they give up certain things. Uh, they say, I'm giving up. I may I may fast from food between certain hours or um, I may give up social media. I may give up Facebook or Instagram. I may uh, give up TikTok. I may uh, give up TV or Netflix or uh, I may give up, I don't know, music or certain types of music or whatever the case may be. Many people give up many different things for Lent. And to be quite honest, some of this stuff is not even fasting. <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to take some time today and I want to talk about what I believe fasting is. And again, sometimes I don't want you to be dogmatic in your approach to listening to this um, because sometimes some of the things that are used uh, are simply issues of linguistics and language uh, and can be interchangeable uh, with other things. But I want to just give you clarity from my perspective because I believe that fasting is a powerful tool. So let's go ahead. I want to talk about this. I want to open up I want to look at Matthew chapter 17 really quick. I'm going to look at verses 14 through 21. And then we're going to talk a little bit. Verse 14, it says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. 
and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately saying, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, uh, you'll say to this mountain, uh, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. All right, y'all. This is a very familiar verse. Many people have heard this. Uh, now, let me say this, especially if you are in uh, churches or, or if you are in circles that believe in the casting out of demons. I believe in the casting out of, of devils, of demons. Um, it's a it's a it's a big part of my upbringing, a big part of my ministry. I actually love to do it. I love to see people get free um, through the power of Jesus Christ from demonic influences. And so here with Jesus is is uh, Jesus is having a uh, an encounter with his disciples and a man and his child because his child was demonized. He was epileptic. And uh, this epilepsy in this particular occurrence was connected to him being demonized or influenced by demons. Um, however, that may look, I ain't got time to get into all of that because some people would say that, you know, he just had seizures and it was not necessarily demonic. It could have been some biological or something else. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Jesus identified it as as being something that was spiritual in this occurrence, in this case. So it was so his epilepsy was um, it was something that was caused by the influence of devils. All right. And demons. So we'll just leave that at that and just talk about this particular occurrence. Now, when Jesus talked to them, the first thing that he called them was a faithless and perverse generation. And then he went down and he's and, and when they asked him, why could we not cast out the demon when his disciples asked him that Jesus responded and said, because of your unbelief. And then he told them that this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, what I want you all to understand is that Jesus did not rebuke his disciples because of their lack of power. And sometimes what we do when we deal with deliverance ministry or any other type of supernatural ministry, um, we, we attribute the lack of results to the lack of power. But Jesus did not rebuke them because of their lack of power. Um, and the reason being is because Jesus, they did. Well, well let me say this. The, the disciples did not lack power. Let me say that again. The disciples did not lack power. And the reason why they did not lack power is because even though we're looking at, excuse me, Matthew chapter 17, if you look at Matthew chapter 10, verse one, we see that Jesus gave them power earlier on. 10 and one, Matthew 10 and one says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So Jesus didn't rebuke his disciples for their lack of power because this is what we have to understand. Power is not our responsibility. Power is was Jesus's responsibility. Power was Jesus's responsibility towards his disciples. He gave them power. So even when we today, when we are moving in levels of demonstration or power, um, supernatural activity, we have to understand that the supply is not on our end. Jesus is the one who was given the responsibility to give us power through the through the through through his own grace that we are um, brought into. Now, although power was Jesus responsibility, we have a responsibility as well. Our responsibility is faith. 
Our responsibility is faith. Um, scriptures say that it has that 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 each man has been given a measure of faith. All right. But it is your responsibility to increase in your own faith. So one of the things that we see is that their lack of authority over demons was a direct result to their lack of faith. I'm going to say that again. Their lack of authority over demons was not a result of their lack of power. It was a direct result of their lack of faith, which is why Jesus, when speaking to them, told them, uh, you faithless and perverse generation. He called them a faithless generation and a perverse generation. Now, let's talk about fasting and the truth of fasting. Um, I grew up in the church, right? Since I was about five years old, um, uh, about four or five years old, I grew up in the church. I was a church boy. So I grew up in children's ministry. I, you know, I was active. Uh, I was active in youth ministry going into my adulthood. I had an encounter with God as a teenager. Um, I've, I've accepted the, the call of God as a teenager. Um, so I began to develop my own personal relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. Now, this is the thing. I was still a normal teenager. So I still did teenage things. Uh, I still would, um, I still would sin. Uh, I still had, uh, occurrences where I fornicated, where I've gotten drunk, where I've just done, you know, teenage teenage things. All right. Now this is the thing when I would do those things being in the church, right? I would do those things. I would engage in activities that I should not engage in. I would be condemned. I would condemn myself. I would feel heaviness. I would feel weight. I would feel like God has removed himself from my life. So the only way for him to get himself back into my life is by me taking time to fast. God, oh, man, if I fail, whether it was with a girlfriend or if I went out and if I overindulged in some things, I would I would say, man, I need to go on a fast or, hey, baby, let's go on. a. We need to fast. We need to just we need to make we need to get ourselves right. And we need to fast and we need to pray. We need to stop doing what we're doing. You know, you know, you know, you go through that whole thing. Thing that a lot of people, not even teenagers, some adults, a lot of adults uh, go through. Um, and one of the things that I've come to realize as I've gotten older and more mature in the things of God is that although I would fast, I did not really understand fasting. I did not understand how a relationship with God actually works. I was living from a works-based paradigm to where I would try to do good deeds and hope that my good deeds would 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 bring me into a place of good graces with God. I would fast and I would pray. I would cut my phone off. I wouldn't you know, I would I would I would not talk to certain people for a certain amount of time in the name of 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 uh, sanctifying myself or consecrating myself. I would do all of these things. And what I've what I've come to realize is that now this is something that's going to be different for some of y'all. But I've come to realize that fasting does not make you closer to God. Fasting does not make God any closer to you. I'm going to say that again. Because, you know, I brought, I was brought up that if you fast enough. Now, now this is the thing. This wasn't something that was necessarily taught to me over the pulpit. But these were my own self-ideologies and things that I might might have heard or, you know, by hearsay or whatever the case may be. If I fast enough, if I pray enough, if I, you know, if I, if I, um, 
isolate myself or disconnect, you know, or or separate myself for such amount of time um, that God would begin to restore me, that God would begin to see me again um, as a son, that he will not no longer see me as a sinner, but that he'll begin to see me as I am. Now, now this is the thing. This is the thing, y'all. That's works. That's works based living. Works based Christianity. And that is not the way that God has has called for any of us to live. Fasting does not make you closer to God. Fasting does not make God any closer to you. This is the thing. And I opened up talking about faith because we got to understand that faith and fasting works hand in hand. What fasting does is it fasting helps to increase your faith. Now, this is important because faith can either be your biggest asset or faith, depending on how you handle it, how much you have. Faith can also be your greatest hindrance. And what fasting does is fasting removes unbelief from your life and it increases faith in your life. Can I say that again? It removes unbelief from your life. and It increases faith in your life. So when Jesus said that um, this kind only goes out by prayer and fasting, what we have to understand is that demons was not the topic of his discussion. The entire time that Jesus was communicating with his disciples, he was dealing with a level of faith. He said, you faithless and perverse generation, how long must I be with you? Come on. He began to say things regarding their faith. He said, he said to them, he said to them, not only did he say you faithless generation, but he said when they asked him, why could we not cast out, cast it out? Jesus responded and said, because of your unbelief. He didn't say because of your lack of power. He didn't say because these demons are, are too strong. He said because of your unbelief. And then he said, this kind goes out except by prayer and fasting. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. He was not talking about this kind of demon goes out by prayer and fasting. He was saying this kind of faith is only released by prayer and fasting. So in other words, faith is increased through fasting. Let me let me let me say let me say this. And I'm going to say this again, that fasting does not make you any closer to God than what you already are. What fasting does is it is is it makes you more dependent on God's grace. It makes you more dependent on 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 the strength of God and 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 you bring yourself to a decision that I'm going to intentionally become weak in my own body, particularly so that I can pull on the strength of God. Fasting does not make you any closer to God than what you already are. What fasting does is it makes you more aware of the closeness of God. It's not that God left you or that God abandons you or if you make a mistake, God is no longer there in your life or anything like that. What happens is you become desensitized. Sin desensitizes you. So you become desensitized to the closeness of God. So what fasting does is it resensitizes you or it or it makes you more sensitive to the closeness of God. It focuses you. Come on. It makes you more focused on the on the on the purposes of God because you become more aware of the will of God. Now, 
I want to deal with this and I don't want to talk too long. So I want to just I want to talk about one more thing and then we are going to get off of here and I'm going to let you go ahead on with the rest of your day. I want to say this. A lot of what people call fasting is really just consecration. It's two different things. Fasting in, in, in the biblical sense. I'm not talking about what culture made it. I'm not talking about what we've made it throughout history in a biblical sense, whether you're looking at the Old Testament or you're looking at the New Testament. Fasting has always dealt with you abstaining yourself from food, food, F-O-O-D, food. If food's not involved, it's not a fast. I know that hurt. I know that hurt. Somebody got to say, ouch. If food ain't involved, it's not a fast. You cutting off Facebook is not a fast. You, you not listening to secular music is not a fast. You not talking to certain friends and isolating yourself is not a fast. Fasting in a biblical sense, in every sense of, it, of this concept, always deals with abstaining from food for the purposes of pursuing God in a more intentional way. So it's just not not eating because what happens is when you just don't eat, you're not fasting, you're dieting. What people call intermittent fasting is intermittent dieting. Fasting is a spiritual concept that is that is that is intended for you to draw yourself, draw your attention, draw your focus into an intentional devotion with Christ in times that you would be eating are times that you are that you are focusing yourself you are meditating you are centering yourself uh, um, 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 on uh, you're establishing yourself on the on the goodness of God on Christ Jesus you're giving yourself to prayer and intercession and supplication you're giving yourself to good deeds, to, to the giving to the poor, to the caring for those who are less fortunate. You're giving yourself to the studying of scripture, to the meditating on the promises of God, to, to listening, having an, an intent ear uh, to what God is saying to you in that in that time, during that time, um, to worship, to praise, to living a life, to 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 uh, to exemplify intentionally during those times, taking time set apart. To spend with him intentionally. Now, I, I know you live with an awareness of God. I know you do all of those things and all those things are true. But fasting is intended to replace your times of eating with times of, of, of devoting yourself to the God that you serve. So abstaining from TV or media or friends or all of those things is not fasting. With those, what when you do those things, and sometimes those things are necessary. But when you do those things, what you're doing is you're consecrating yourself from certain activities. Consecration and fasting are two different things. Consecration is when you give up a particular uh, um, areas that may have become too uh, too common in your life, or you found yourself becoming too uh, uh, indulged in, and you you make a decision to. Uh, limit or even completely um, stop doing or listening to or watching or whatever the case may be um, certain things that is a that is you consecrating yourself now you can fast and consecrate 
meaning you can abstain from food and you cannot do certain things that you know have been tearing your attention and your focus uh, because fasting is intended to focus you where your attentions have been divided. So sometimes people feel like, I don't know, I don't, or, or, you know, you're torn in decisions. You don't know what decisions to make, or you feel like your attentions are divided and, you know, uh, you feel like you can't focus. Fasting is intended to focus you. It's intended for you to stop relying on your own ability and for you to intentionally make a decision to pull on God's ability. Fasting does those things. So I don't want to talk too much. I've already been talking for <laughs> 24 minutes and literally I could talk for probably another hour on this topic. But I just wanted to give you something just to kind of think about. Uh, and hopefully this is something that uh, that helped you uh, understand <laughs> fasting just a little bit more. All right. So, again, fasting makes you more aware of the closeness of God. And it makes you more aware and sensitive to the presence of God in your life. It doesn't it doesn't make God any closer to you than what he already is. Nothing can separate you from his love. Uh, so uh, it's not that he separates from you, but sin has a has a tendency to uh, to, again, dilute and also avail uh, 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 how close God actually is to us. So fasting breaks that veil. It adds more potency to God's presence in your life uh, and it makes you more aware and sensitive to to uh, to who he is and uh, uh, and his presence in your life. So listen, thank you for listening in. I hope this blessed you. I pray you have a great day, a great week, and until next time, be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.